Welcome to the Hedge Bitch Podcast. I'm your host, Daisy Blaze. Now, today's episode of the podcast is really exciting because we actually have a guest today. And though the content that we talk about, which trigger warning, you may want to take care of yourself as we will be discussing topics relating to sexual exploitation as well as sex trafficking. The guest here today is amazing. They are, they are, might I say, awesome and pun intended, you'll see why. Um, But without further ado, I will let you enjoy the interview. So here it is. Today we have Allie Awesome. Hello. Hey, hey, thank you so much for having me. Of course, thank you for being here. We met recently over Christmas and yeah, really awesome party actually. I'm super happy, I was super honored to be a guest. And before the party, I you know, scrolling through Twitter and everything, because I'm on Twitter, if you, you know, don't follow me already, <laughs> at DaisyBlazeXXX. What, what's your Twitter handle? I'm Allie, or, or, at Allie Awesome415. Okay, dope. Yeah, I was like scrolling through Twitter and like, well, I saw your tweet and then I was like, oh, let me scroll through Allie's. We've been following each other for like, I want to say a couple months now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I saw your pinned tweet after I saw the, um, the the post about you know the party and everything and I was like what's this about I had a fan tell me about C- um CISA or um C- 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 uh, Sissy we're coming we're coming up to it with it together but I was gonna say what is it like what is it all about what is it titled like what is it about sure so it's uh by two senators uh Ben Sass from Nebraska he's a Republican and Jeff uh-huh. Merkley who is a Democrat from Oregon and first of all I want to point out that they are that this is a bipartisan bill okay so like both sides hate sex workers same with Sessa Fossa, we'll get to that. I will, yeah, so, yeah, and like so, the uh, the the sissy, I guess, is like how we're pronouncing it, uh, is the Stop Internet Sexual Exploitation Act, and it is intended to quote prevent the uploading of pornographic images to online platforms without the consent of individual of the individuals in the in- images. Now, this sounds. Good, right? Uh, actually, a lot of sex workers have been pushing for things like that. But this is a really good example of what happens when politicians um, don't consult actual sex workers before making bills that will affect us. And, and very similar to Sesta Foster, which it kind of sounds similar to each other, too. Right. Which is Sesta Fossa were both designed as, you know, or well, they claimed to fight uh, sex trafficking. They And you look at the names of them and it's like, oh, of course, like, yeah, of course I want to stop uh, sexual internet, sexual exploitation. Of course I want to stop trafficking. Of course. Like these are things everybody can get behind. Even sex workers. Even sex workers. But these bills actually hurt sex workers because, uh, I mean, like Sesta Fossa, like has just been terrible for sex workers. But uh, like specifically talking about the sissy bill, 
I don't know if that's what we're calling it. We're going to call it. <laughs> that's what it's called today. That's what we're calling it for today. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and like Sesta Fossa actually had to do with Backpage. So, and that's like important. And that's what we're seeing happen is that we are seeing an exact repeat of what happened four years ago with with Backpage and then Sesta Fosta. Uh, except this time it's Pornhub and this Bill's sissy. So, which it's funny because during the time of Sesta Fosta and Backpage, that's when a lot of it affected people, who, who sex workers who were doing full service sex work. And now mm-hmm. during the pandemic, it seems like it's highly ironic that they're now targeting online forms of sex work when. Mm-hmm most people are doing online forms of sex work so hmm so it's i mean oh like don't even get me started (laughs) like this is a thing for them to do this in the middle of a pandemic is nothing short of cruel because there are so many people who've had to like you know start OnlyFans or start Pornhub or like who started online sex work because they lost their jobs and they need to put food on the table. What are people supposed to do? Like they're putting the the Senate, these senators are proposing this bill in the middle of a pandemic as if there isn't much more important things to be addressing. And for the record, sex workers don't get access to unemployment benefits, don't get access mm. to like highly, highly like, I mean, you know, to be blunt, I am on food stamps, SNAP, <laughs> what is it, supplementary n- nutritional uh, whatever, trying to right. help me out. But I still have to report some form of payment and a lot of times the pay, the form of payment is denied because it is it's not even recognized as um independent contractual work it's 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 gig work so it's 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 in, it's invalid a lot of times so it the system's not designed for us to survive unfortunately oh no and i mean when you look at these um uh, uh, the uh, stimulus bills, they always exclude sex workers. And we're, we are small business owners. We are excluded from receiving like stimulus money um, as small business owners um, because they uh, deny, they exclude businesses of a quote unquote prurient prurient is a very difficult word to say nature meaning like sexual or obscene nature so we were not able or you know strip clubs weren't able to get stimulus money um you know porn studios weren't able to get uh, stimulus money yeah we are completely like excluded from the the system and yet um like like we just get we get fucked like we just get so fucked not in a good way not in a good way way. not in a consensual way like we just get screwed every single time and so like for this bill to come out right now okay and like i just want to give a little bit of history here i was so gonna, like, yeah because i 
it was a little hard. I mean, obviously this is Christmas time. I didn't even hear about it. I was going to ask you like, how, how is this becoming popular? How are people hearing about it? Sorry to cut you off, but what were you Yeah, gonna say? You're good. Okay. So this actually, okay. So there's this organization called Exodus crime and they, uh, they were very much a part of the shutting down of back page and which, you know, it, they, okay. So I just want to say it like history repeats itself. So four years ago, um, actually it would have been more like four and a half, maybe five years ago. Um, Backpage got in some hot water. It was actually under uh, Kamala Harris in California. This was actually one of her things um, Mm. that she was really leading the charge against Backpage. So um, this organization with the help of uh, Nicholas Kristoff, they did a campaign against against Backpage and Nicholas Kristoff put out multiple articles talking about how children were, uh, you know, being trafficked on on Backpage. And of course, like people got really upset about this. Uh, and so um, charges so were actually sounds followed. like sensationalism. Oh, a thousand percent. Yeah. And so, but, uh, the owners of Backpage actually got, um, arrested. They, they're like, I can't, I'm not sure. I I'm pretty sure they're still in, uh, court over this. Like I'm not, or they may have like just, uh, like it's still like ongoing, I feel, or I, or either that, or they're facing like life in prison for trafficking. People think Sessafasa is like why Backpage, the owners are in prison. It's actually not, it's actually the opposite. The uh, Backpage owners went to prison uh, or were arrested and all of that. And the site was shut down um, prior to Sessafasta. Now we're seeing the exact same thing. And it's honestly like the exact same language. You can look at these articles from four years ago and compare them to the article from Nicholas, Nicholas Christoph, the children of, um, the article the is like the children of, of Pornhub. Porn yeah. Right. I'm looking at that article right now. It's, it's a shocker. It really shocks you into, you know, yeah. Okay. But it's completely, you're going to get it, Betty Sue. And- yeah. Well, it's a mischaracterization. Um, and it, it is, uh, the way that it's written, he, he, he was very, um, like the, like the way he, the, his language frames it in a way that is actually like not completely he compared accurate. Lot, yeah. I'm, I'm reading it. It sounds like he's comparing a lot of the situations to performers on Pornhub to situations similar to that Bill Crosby and Steve, I'm sorry, Harvey Weinstein and have put other victims into. So I don't. Right. And it's not in like, okay. So here's the deal is that like, I imagine if every platform was made responsible for the content that the users that its users put on it that is like such a onerous burden that is 
it, it, that's actually what happened with Sesta Fosta, by the way. Um, and people are, I believe it's like, they're not just like criminally, but they're also uh, civilly responsible for this. So sites can just get sued. People can sue sites like in oblivion. So I just want to say like, if anybody's been record, like if there is our record videos of non-consensual acts or videos of children on Pornhub, or if there's children being trafficked on, on websites, like that is absolutely horrible. And I am I want to address that. I think you'll find that sex workers are actually at the forefront of this. Of consent conversations, the conversations about consent. And yeah, like I know actual sex workers who like have saved trafficking victims from really, I actually know some of these people who do like actually like go and help people and like remove them from abusive situations so like we are actually at the very forefront of this um i but okay so you have this organization exodus cry and then there was another campaign that they started called trafficking hub and there was like all of this uh it was like a um disinformation campaign and so they started saying like there's all of this trafficking happening on Pornhub and blah 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 it was only like uh over a couple of years like one is too many yes but over a couple of years it was like 118 um instances now if you look at the instances for uh Facebook it's something like 84 million in one year the instances of um non-consensual content on uh facebook is like exponentially higher exactly and so like i'd say if any of these people actually gave a damn which they don't nicholas christoph in that article does not ever talk about prosecuting um the actual perpetrators like nobody actually ever talks about going after the actual abusers. We all focus on the the platform, and I'm the like, well, hold the f- like deplatformization. Uh, but why deplatform everyone in the industry instead of take instead of holding those accountable who are who are actually perpetuating those those you know stigmas or whatever he thinks that is happening then why don't you why why not why doesn't he name those people instead of amen yes this like i i understand so i'm i'm reading the article here he talks about um some some trafficking um expose that was happening in in china and I don't understand why not only is he not naming the people who actually raped the person and uploaded the content. Instead, he is naming Pornhub and going as so far as to saying that Pornhub is also owned by MindGeek, who is a private pornographic conglomerate. And 
just the language around it seems like, I don't know, when I think conglomerate, I'm thinking this big, nasty, evil thing with multiple arms that's going to come hurt me. Like, I don't think of something that's like, he could have used um, some other, I don't know. It, it just, it's very obvious where he's taking this. It's just, it's hard because you don't want to sound like you don't care. That's the hard part. Right. Language, um, you ha- you cannot sound like you can't care because, and it's not that we don't care, but it's just like, why oversimplify this? It's lazy. It's pure laziness. It is. And you know what? Like, let me just say, if I knew that there were, if I, if I, Ellie Awesome, like if I knew there was like about somebody getting trafficked you can bet you i would take my scrawny ass and i would fucking go like help them right like i would and i think most sex workers would because we're very like kind of like like this is this is like we care about each other and like i like some of the biggest hearts I've ever met in the world have been from like belong to sex workers. So like, I, I, I personally would be like, okay, like let's go fucking like get this person and like get them out of this situation and like protect them and like get them a help and resources. Like, like and I, any fucking sex worker right now would absolutely do the exact same thing but the resource that i see that's being provided here is not a resource in terms of let's help people i even in the article that the new york times posted i don't see any any resources for people who are in in sex traffic who are being sex trafficked so I just want to say, let me just say something about Christoph. And like, I think I retweeted this, but um, if not, he he wrote an article from like 10 years ago, literally defending, defending sweatshops because it saves, quote unquote, you know, those sex workers. Like these people like would rather us they would rather us be in sweatshops. I heard I've heard of that, but now now that I now that it makes sense, he probably wrote the article that was because oh my god. Yeah, no, this it was the article was um and I can send it to you. It's like in defense of of uh sweatshops. So you Oh my gosh, he is very specific on sex trafficking, sexual exploitation. Yeah, oh, no, 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 no. He had like a whole, I think he did like a whole documentary. No, like he. This is a conversation about capitalism now, folks. Like, is that yeah, no, really no, what no, no, down no, no, to? No, no. Like, like he had, he did like a whole documentary about it. Like, he's like, uh, like, a like white savior fucking, like, like white savior captain save a hole like <laughs> like like you know i just like all of those things i know i'm not supposed to use that word i'm sorry you might want to no. edit that out i know no. i actually you, i shouldn't use the word but you've no, heard the saying good. like captain save a hole all of it he yeah but scary. you know like, like no, yeah 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 but he he um he like 
there is nothing worse to this man than like having sex for money. And it's like, that is like the most ludicrous fucking thing I've ever heard. And and let's get deeper into it. I'm looking at, it doesn't, he, he speaks specifically about, um, you know, sexualization of Asian people. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm looking at the pictures that he chose for his article and he used a white woman, you know, or a, a, a white passing um, femme body. And I'm just looking like, yeah, he definitely, you know, there's, there's some colorism <laughs> dynamics at play while he's also, yeah, it's, it, there is a, we, we care about women. We care about the fragility of women there's no speak about you know that the, the complexity of sex workers like men aren't sex workers too there's no men there's no gay for pay is not a thing oh okay mm-hmm. oh mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. yeah no exactly like it's what about the what about the the um the kids who are who are um who've been kicked out who are part of the lgbt community who've been kicked out of their 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 homes and and they're doing survival sex work what about them like there's no resources for them like i i oof i don't know i don't know how so I feel the, about this. the article, article i don't know how i feel about the article but <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah i found it it's uh in praise of the maligned sweatshop and he has another one called where sweatshops are a dream. So like, fuck him. Fuck him. Like, seriously, fuck. Fuck Nicholas Kristoff. <laughs> like, I, I, I don't know. My publicist would be like, don't I'd be saying negative things about a person. And I'm like, I hope he doesn't come and sue me. But I haven't said anything that's not true. Like, we're, we're literally reading everything that's that he's written. And if it's if not, this is a legend. If, if it's not, this is a legend. So there's that. We've right. Our asses on that. Everything is yeah. a legend. A reflection of our own personal opinions, and that's that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is a reflection of my personal opinion. And like, I just, I like the damage that he's doing. He, and like, I, and I cannot overstate this is that he's doing. So, what we're seeing is exactly the exact same thing we saw with Backpage. And I got kind of too. And it didn't just affect Backpage. It also affected Tumblr. It also affected mm-hmm. people. Um, the a smaller creator. Wait, no, Tumblr. Tumblr's sold. Tumblr's also sold out, though. Ooh, you want didn't to- they? Didn't they get bought by somebody? And then they like kicked off all the. Maybe that is why they Tumblr got rid of all of their sexual content. I thought they got like bought by Yahoo or something like that, and that's why they got rid of all their sexual content. If I believe correctly, it's it, it will AB. Um, what was the what was that AB or Senate bill? There was AB 12, AB 24 something, um, that happened around the same time as SESTA FOSTA. And I don't, but I do know it was it was from a sensational article that basically led to. Tumblr. I don't know if that's what led them to selling their, mm-hmm. um, but they, yeah, it was because of the bill. It was because of, oh man. Because they didn't yeah. want you to sex traffickers. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, okay, like again, uh, 
I just, it just, it just kills me. Like it just kills me. And I feel like if these people like really, really, really wanted to, um, end sex trafficking, well, first of all, I want to point out that they only focus on sex trafficking, right? Like there's other kinds of like, uh, the agricultural, um, industry is a lot more like trafficking is a lot more prevalent in ag in agriculture. So, um, just want to point that out. Uh, it's just that sex sells, right? <sighs> and we all like to, you know, like Liam Neeson, that damn Liam Neeson movie. Everybody thinks like all of these, you know, like white suburban moms, like they all think that their daughter Kaylee is going to get snatched up at, in the Walmart parking lot. And that's not how trafficking. <laughs> and I, I will say that he has a a, a point because I looked in the second article. His second article is talking about an update or whatever um, from the girl that he from the white girl that he was referencing in the first article. Um, that was like the case study or whatever. Serena, um, Serena K. Fletis. I can't. Pronounce. Okay. Um, but her one of the one of the comments, I mean, one of the um, the paragraph says that this issue isn't pornography, but rape. It's not it's not prudishness. It's not prudishness to feel revolution. At, oh, OK, no, never mind. It, it, it's not prudishness. It's just laziness. It's laziness to not to not. Um, identify that there is a difference between sex trafficking and sex workers and I and it sounds to me like this isn't the first time that I'm sure he's heard some you know rebuttal like why why is this why does it seem like you can't he can't get it like, like what? Well, that's the thing is that he doesn't listen you will notice he never actually responds to sex work like he doesn't re-engage on twitter by the way like wow. this is yeah and it's like dude you're fucking hurting us there are some uh there was I oh i can't think of her name but there were a couple of sex workers who like ran into him at a party and uh they were like tried to talk to him and he wouldn't talk to them Wow. This was a long time ago. I've been following Nick Kristoff for a second. And like, I, ooh, like he's been doing this shit for a very long time, like longer than four years. Like we're talking, I mean, if I would have been paying attention, like, oof, I don't know, eight years. Because I studied this stuff in grad school. So, Mm-hmm. Like, ah, uh, I just want to, I, I just, you know, mm, I would love to have a conversation with him, even though I know he would never listen to me. I want to know what made, what, what happened to him and his family? Mm. That person. <laughs> you know, that's a good, you know, I, I have no idea. And like, I think. You know, and I don't know. And I don't know what happened to, um, you know, the Layla to Layla Mickleway at um, Exodus Cry uh, in Trafficking Hub. Like, I don't know what happened in the other the the there was a guy from uh, 
Exodus cry. I don't know. I think he and I, I think I had a run in, Twitter run in with him and I called him out and then he like <laughs> blocked me. I, I, Exodus cry. I don't know. Anyway, and I'm not sure if it's the same person. I don't know. But, um, uh, like, I don't, I, I think these people see themselves as heroes. And that's the problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the problem. Yeah, you, you, exactly. Like, they see themselves as, like, the main character in this whole story. And then they're, like, rescuing us and whatever. But, like, let's just talk about how taking away people's money, like, during in a pandemic is going to be... Uh, make it them more susceptible to being trafficked. And it's also going to make it much more difficult for them to leave somebody who's being abused, you know? And so (sighs) shutting down Pornhub is not going to stop trafficking. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but it's not going to do anything to curb trafficking. First of all, there's other platforms. And like at the end of the day, I mean, Lindsey Graham is even saying that his goal is to shut down porn. Overall. And it's not, Yay, it's, like, it's not just that platform. It's not just Pornhub because he even names in, in the first article, basically all of the ones that MindGeek owns yeah then you know he lists them all so it's like it's not just Pornhub yeah no and Exodus Cry is gonna go after OnlyFans next they've already like been talking about it like these people actually want to eradicate porn which almost I mean I know we don't fuck with celebrities on on our sites like no that's that's fucked up bro like bella thorne that shit's fucked up i'm just gonna say it but also i'm going to say bitch this is your time to speak the fuck up thank you thank you so much this is your time to speak the fuck up like right where you at bella thorne pull up pull up or shut up seriously because right it's not looking too hot um yeah yeah, every celebrity who's on OnlyFans needs to fuck it. But that's the thing. They don't need these platforms. Like, that's what's fucked up about it. And that's, like, what just kills me about the whole thing is, like, the, these celebrities who have their massive platforms could, you know, stick up for us. And, like, I, I mean, I've try i've tried tweeting at some of these people and like it's just like it's such a sad situation when you realize like nobody cares (laughs) nobody cares i know that sounds really defeatist but yeah like a bella thorne is a perfect example of somebody who like should be saying something right now and just isn't straight up well It sounds like we pretty much got a lot out. If, if we did, I'm sorry, I was so fired no, up. I, didn't I, I love how much, like this is good. Um, if I'm sure we might have more, because it I, sounds okay. like he is full of it. So we're, yeah. we're <laughs> well, I I want to say one thing. 
Go for it. This this is why um, Nikki Knight and I decided to kind of start doing the awesome night thing because we need community. And like in my sex worker journey, one of the like there back in, in my city, we used to have a thing called sex worker brunch. And, um, it was one of the most meaningful things of my, like of my life, to be honest, like it was that important because like we just to see other sex workers and to like talk about our stuff and like whatever, and to relax and just to be around my peers, you know, um, like that was so meaningful. And I was like, Nikki, I want to like do this thing. And she was like, okay, cool. And I'm like, that's why, like, I think it's so important for us to be building community right now, because you know what, like, and this is the fucked up thing that I I've come to realize is like, no, nobody's coming to save me. You know, like not Nicholas Kristoff, even though he thinks he is like, like we have to like come together and we have to like start our own communities and have each other's backs because nobody like out here, like for sex workers, like as a whole, like people don't have our backs. And so like, we have to have each other each other's and like, so I just really hope that if any sex worker is listening to this, um, I would encourage everybody to kind of like think about what they can do to uh, start creating and forming community around them. That's my, that's my little soapbox. (laughs) That's dope. I love that. And you said it, so there's going to be the awesome nights every month, right? Uh, We haven't really quite, we haven't seen, I think that's what we're going to do. So we're doing one on new year's. So you got two in uh, December, but I, we're thinking like maybe once a month, maybe twice. I, we haven't, we haven't figured it out. We're still kind of just making sure there's interest well, that's, in like that people are interested in it. I mean, I'm interested. I'll, I, I can invite people. Now I'm going to tell people about it. I'm super excited. <laughs> yeah, please do. Like for me, like this, is, this is part of organizing. We can't do um, political organizing if we don't like have community. Exactly. Yeah. And so like, hopefully like we'll be talking about more of the political stuff right now. It's kind of like, okay, like, uh, we're going to be doing a little bit more coaching in the next one is my understanding. And, uh, we're so it's some more tips and things like that for camming and whatnot. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm just so excited about it. Thank you so much for coming to it. Thank you for having me on your podcast. Of course. Thank you for being here. I'm super excited. I, and I feel like this gave folks a good understanding of like, yeah we like to have fun but also like we're about our shit like we are the ones who are in the the front of the fight and and people fail to realize that so yeah that we are of like i think yeah i think people say like we aren't like politically conscious but you have like I have never, like, some of the most politically conscious people I've met are sex workers. That part. Mm -hmm. 
And and we vote. <laughs> we vote. Yes, we do. <laughs> and, we, and we also have followers. Like I'm like, watch out, Ben Sass and Jeff Merkley, because like um, I, like like we're not gonna just sit. And we write articles. Back and let this happen. <laughs> we write articles. Yeah, exactly. Too, so. And we also have fans, and we have, you know, we're coming for you. We're coming. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, and coming <laughs> <laughs> a lot for a lot. money <laughs> only. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Ali, for being here. I really enjoyed this chat with you. Yes, I did too. This was super fun. Is there any, where can everyone find you? Uh, just Twitter is the best place. That's where I talk the most shit. Um, okay. So that would be, you can find me on Instagram, but I'm not as opinionated there. And I'm always like, we're always under threat, right? So uh, at AllieAwesome415 on Twitter is the best way to find me. Yay. Dope, man. Yay. Thank you. Thank you, boo. We covered a lot of bases in this interview, as you can see. And also, sorry about the mic quality. I have the gain up in my mic, and I didn't realize that until after the interview. So if I see muffle in some sections, I am so sorry. But yes, I'm really, really, really grateful for that experience and to be able to share space with Ali. They are an, really an amazing person, and I'm actually editing this right before I head to the awesome night with Ali and Nikki. So thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at the Hedge Bitch Podcast. If you would like, you can become a Patreon and access exclusive content. You can find links to that at thehedgebitchpodcast.com. And also, if you are listening on Spotify, don't forget to follow and share this podcast with your friends, you know? This will not only spread awareness about this issue that we talked about today in this podcast, but also help, you know, my podcast grow. So thank you, everyone, for listening. (laughs) Thank you, Allie. I'm sure you're listening for this interview. This was an amazing, amazing interview. And I'll see you soon. (laughs) I'll see all y'all soon. Bye now.